Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today we are having a powerful interview with McKinney Smith. McKinney Smith is a mindset coach and a Proctor Gallagher certified consultant that helps turn goals into accomplishments. She's the founder of Legacy Leavers Media, helping women entrepreneurs self-publish with the same tools and resources as traditional publishers, but without the need for their validation or approval. McKinney is also a five-time published author and host of the five-star rated Heal Her podcast. By coaching frustrated, confused, or isolated women, she helps them find peace, clarity, and connection. Whether it's through changing paradigms, publishing a book, or mastering a podcast, her passion is to help you find the confidence to turn your dreams into a reality. McKinney has been seen on XO Nicole, iHeartRadio, CBC News, and Vice News, a billboard in Times Square, and much, much more. Today, we start our conversation with McKinney as we listen to the ways that she decentered struggle in her life. I can't wait for you all to hear it. Let's jump into the conversation. All right, McKinney, I'm so glad to chat with you today. How are you doing? I am good, Kelly. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. I, I feel like this is going to be a continuation of our conversation that we had on mine. So thank you. Yes. No, I'm very excited to chat. And for all of you listening, um, we talk about opt out of struggle in this podcast. Today, I have opted in temporarily because I am struggling with some kind of virus. So for those of you who've been listening to this podcast, I am going to sound a little weird. And you're right. I am sounding weird because I am getting over one of these viruses, who knows, with COVID-50, I don't know, um, one of the ones I'm getting over. But uh, dis- despite all of that, I'm super excited to talk to you today. And you are somebody, well, I want you to introduce yourself, but you are somebody that is definitely making an impact with all women, but particularly, I feel like, Black women by your messaging and who you are. And so the first question I just want for the listeners to know, like, tell us in your own words who you are and a bit of your journey if you've had burnout before and what you've done uh, to get over it. Wow. Okay. So let's see. What's the shortest version I can give you? I am a mom of three. Um, I've been a full-time entrepreneur since 2009. And I, for the last few years, have been a certified mindset coach. I got certified through my mentor, Bob Proctor. Um, May he rest in peace. He just passed away a year ago. And um, I am also a five-time published author. I have my own podcast called The Heal Her Podcast, uh, where we have conversations with women who are sharing their journey to wholeness. And I essentially, my messaging is about helping women find peace, clarity, and connection. You know, I had some 
heavy struggles, um, you know, from childhood traumas to relationship issues to work issues and working through that and learning to understand the importance of healing and how it affects us in our business and in our relationships. And that's been my focus in in terms of burnout. I mean, considering I've been self-employed since 2009, it, it started out with burnout all the time. <laughs> It was fires every second. <laughs> um, when I first started as an entrepreneur, I felt like I had to say yes to everything in order to network, in order to be seen. You know, I was an extreme introvert. I had no idea. You know, I, I went from being a stay-at-home mom for five years to full-time entrepreneur. So coming out of that comfort zone and being able to build a business and sustain it, I burned out. I was, as a single mom, I was working seven days a week, 24-7. I had no boundaries. I brought my kids with me to open houses, to events, to, you know, wherever I needed to be. There was no off switch. I said yes to every opportunity, even if it didn't align. I spoke on every panel. I was trying to, what I thought um, was, you know, get my name out there and build the business. And then when I burnt out, I'm going to say, my, my body, so I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia in 2006. And for anyone who doesn't know, it comes with symptoms of uh, muscle aches and extreme fatigue and headaches and dizziness and brain fog. And I was constantly having fibromyalgia flare-ups when I was in real estate. I was sometimes going six out of seven days a week where I couldn't get out of bed. I was, you know, working from my cell phone in bed. Couldn't move because my body was trying to tell me something and I wasn't listening. And unfortunately, they diagnosed everyone with chronic pain with fibromyalgia. But I, in my healing journey in the last few years, studying the difference of like science and spirituality and, and healing in the trauma body, understanding that it was actually the stress and the anxiety and the depression from everything that I was dealing with that gave me those symptoms of the body aches and the you know fatigue and all those things. So my body... Now, because I pay attention to my body, the burnout and the shutdown is way less. I'm going to say 90% less because I'm listening to my body. I'm, I've set boundaries. I have now learned I don't have to say yes to everything, um, being very intentional about what I do with my business and the impact that I'm making. So when it comes to my body physically burning out and shutting down, I can probably say that's probably only happened once in the last couple of years, um, as opposed to six out of seven days a week that it used to. Yeah. Wow. That's definitely an improvement. And there definitely is something to be said about the mind-body connection, trauma impacts, the how that plays out, and then how trauma impacts our behaviors, which set us up for physical wellness, or in in your case, and so many other people's cases, including my own, for physical ailments for being <laughs> ill you know how it really does is this cycle so there's so much to unpack and I'm going to go back to parts of what you said as as we continue to talk the first place I want to go though is one it's I love hearing people who have this journey of realization you talked about I didn't have any boundaries you're talking about I said yes to everything and how it was kind of inevitable, just basically, it just that's just the recipe, right, for burning out. It's like doing all the things all the time. And so my question is for you. So this podcast itself 
is based upon this concept of opting out of struggle, that you can opt out. But basically, the reason why this even came is that we talk a lot about the fact that we think that we're historically and culturally programmed as Black women to burn out, to believe that our lives are one of struggle. That's just our, like, our legacy is to continuously struggle, whether we see it through our mothers and our grandmothers or we see it on social media or in the culture, that struggle is inherent to our lives. Mm-hmm. And so my first question kind of to you is, is that something that you think influenced or had a, was another factor in you burning out? That belief that that's like do, doing things the hard way, having things be difficult, ha- accepting that life's just going to be tough. Do you think that had a had anything to do with you burning out? When you did? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I grew up with a single mom who who was working multiple jobs to try to keep a roof over our head. So she was always working and never really home. And when she was, she was tired. She was burnt out. And I watched how hard she worked and how many jobs she tried to keep and all the things that she tried to do just to keep a roof over her head. And it still never seemed to be enough because bills were always still behind. And sometimes we, you know, they turned off the the heat or the hot water or it was like she was working so much. It was like, how are you not able to pay for the basics? But I watched her constantly do that. And in my mind, especially not being in an environment where you have any other examples or mentors or other people living a different lifestyle, I thought that was normal. I thought, okay, well, (laughs) this is life. So when, well, I'm going to say, I guess when I became pregnant at 17 and moved out, and had my own life realizations about life being different than what I saw and being able to be around people that were different than what I knew. I was like, oh, so my life wasn't normal? Oh, wait, what do you mean? And as I evolved and grew as a person and I started intentionally doing my own healing after my sister passed away in 2012, I realized there was so much that I had to unlearn from my childhood and relearn as an adult. I realized that there were so many things that were programmed. There was like my paradigm, I'm going to say, was like tainted because of everything that I saw and thought was normal, including my trauma. So once I understood that, then I got very intentional about healing those things and understanding how it affected my relationship with my children, my relationship, you know, with, with romantic partners, with my business. And my mom till this day still lives that struggle life. It, her paradigm is stuck there. And I don't know, you know, when I, I do believe that you can teach an old dog new tricks, but not calling my mom a dog, but I, <laughs> but I feel like sometimes, you know, previous generations, they're so stuck in their ways with that fixed mindset that they don't believe that something can change. And even if you are showing them different and you're showing them what's possible and you're being a representation of what life can be that's different in their mind, they still don't believe that that's attainable for them. Yeah. Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. 
Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. I don't know about you, but I have opted out of struggle when it comes to meal prepping and eating high quality food. With ButcherBox, you get incredible deals on premium cuts. Deals as good are hard to come by at the grocery store. I know for myself, I do not like having to plan out everything I eat and then also be concerned about the quality of what I'm eating. When it comes to Butcher Box, it means less trips to the grocery store for me. It means knowing immediately in my freezer what's available and feeling confident about what's in there. It's about the value that Butcher Box offers. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? With Butcher Box, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com BGB and use code BGB to choose your free offer and get $20 off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash burnout. Yeah, I think that makes so much sense what you're saying, because I do think that there are people who... I think part of being trapped in the struggle and and consistently opting into struggle versus opting out is a, the difference between believing it's possible. Like that's part of what I think we have more space, I think, generationally than our parents had, that our parents' parents had to actually have hope and to mm-hmm. think and to see different possibilities. And so I feel like there are some ways where that opting into struggle gets passed down because it's the only way. And if you don't look for alternatives... And if you don't believe there are any alternatives, then you just stay, right? You don't know how to to break that cycle. And then, of course, it's reinforced by trauma, by bad things. Like, I always like to make space for the fact that this didn't just happen to Black people, that one day we got up and we're like, struggle, that's what I want to choose, that mm-hmm. there's been a lot of systemic and historical trauma that has been passed down and has happened, but that it has stopped us from also knowing that there's, you know, I say like there's an off-ramp, right, that you can actually go out of that and you can choose something different, but you have to believe it's even a possibility. And that's like the first 
kind of step, but there is a possibility. And so you've done this journey, you've done this work. How does it show up for you then, this concept of opting out? You know, we, that's what we call it, opting out. You might reframe it and call it something totally different. But how have you then made the decision and changed some of your behaviors to opt out? So I had a huge, a huge paradigm shift. So uh, after my sister passed away in 2012, I think it was 2013, where I had the opportunity to actually meet um, Bob Proctor in person, my mentor. And in that same encounter, met his wife and um, his daughter, Colleen. And it was listening to him talk for 30 minutes that blew the roof off of my mind about not only what is possible in life, but how much more attainable it is than I was ever taught. Because I was taught struggle and life is hard and you have to do this and you have to do that. Understanding that belief played a huge part in it. And it was coming from the environment in childhood that I had, there was no belief in those things because we didn't see those things unless it was on TV with the rich white folks or maybe the Cosbys. So when I finally was given the knowledge and saw people living the examples and they welcomed me in to be in their environments, that opened up my mind to what is possible and opened up my mind to, oh, I don't have to struggle. Oh, wait. So, okay. There's things like manifestation. There's things like, you know, the people that you hang around and energy. There's like so many things that I was able to learn to open up my mind to not have to struggle. Learning that I could leverage, you know, other people, um, my talents, um, exchange of value, all these things that I didn't understand before that I thought I needed to work hard to get money for, to be able to purchase those things. You know, understanding residual income, understanding all these things that didn't require my time and energy to be exhausted in order to make it happen. And once I started to apply those same principles I was learning through Bob, which I now teach, life changed for me. Like the little girl who grew up in government housing to a single mom, now living in a $2 million home and not bragging or anything, but like to never did I think that little girl had the possibility to have or be or experience those things because I didn't see it. So now that it's happening and I feel like, you know, they say that you are like the, the five people you most surround yourself with. I often find myself either the only black person or the only black female in a room of other successful non-black people. And oftentimes I take the lessons and the information and the, the knowledge that I learned there apply it to my own life and bring it back to my own community because it's like we weren't being taught a lot of these things. We weren't being shown these things. So being shown that I don't have to struggle, that your mindset plays a huge role in not only understanding how you can attain things and not just tangible monetary things, but just fulfillment in life. Like life I don't even know how to say this. Like I used to be miserable as miserable AF <laughs> because of the struggle life. <laughs> and now I can look around my surroundings and not, again, not just the tangible things, but my relationships and all those things and just be grateful. And that puts me at ease 
you know, the things that I am able to do now, I get to spend time with my children. I get to go out and do nature walks. I get, you know, to to have all these different things, experiences that I didn't think were possible when I was living the struggle life. And that happened not only because of the mindset shift, the environment shift, um, but I think even a I'm going to say my perspective on life and a lot of things that we attract, both good and bad, have a lot to do with our imagination, our belief, what we visualize in our head. And as the younger version of McKinney was constantly visualizing what I saw, the struggle life. And when I was like, yeah, no, I don't like this. I don't, I want, like, I used to think it was crazy for me to be someone that made six figures a year or what like now sitting here visualizing making multiple six figures a month like all these it's it's just a huge shift that had to happen mentally and energetically in order for me to be like yeah no I create my own schedule now and yes I'm an entrepreneur and I don't have to work 24 7 I actually work three days a week (laughs) and um I make more than I made when I was working seven yeah, which I mean, snaps to you. Aren't we all trying to have that life? Uh, but it, so much to unpack there. But what it seems like, if we were to put like a, a very oversimplistic bow on this, is that so much of it came down to perspective and mindset. That the way that you opt out is the what got you to opting out was a mind sh- a mindset shift, yeah, and a perspective shift to the possible. And as a therapist, I've always told people that I think the true uh, sign of healing is when people can daydream, Mm -hmm. is when they can dream up and and dream different things and different possibilities for themselves. That that tends to tell me that not that you're perfectly healed and everything's fine, but that you are able to, you have done the work and you're at a place where possibility exists. Because when you're in it, and you're going through it, the last thing you think about is opportunities, possibilities, and dreams. Like you just, that's, there's no space for dreaming. And when I think about like our, our lineage and our family members, I know that some of our family members, they couldn't dream. They did not dream because they didn't have the space to do that. And so opting out is a mindset. It is a perspective shift. And it's something that it seems that you've powerfully done. And so the next thing I want us to talk about is I want to talk about your prof- how you've done that in our next segment. We're going to talk about how you've opted out and opted into some amazing stuff. You've just recapped quite a list of accomplishments, both tangible and intangible, how you've been able to do that in your professional life. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't, subscribe and follow the podcast. We're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. 
your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.